science story. Huh. And I just thought, well, I figured it, out. I it was that tall. golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. This week's story is from David Russell. It was recorded in March 2016 at the Atlanta Shakespeare Tavern in Atlanta, Georgia, as part of the Atlanta Science Festival. So senior year in high school, I had two very lofty goals. Those goals were to kiss a girl for the first time. And to ask a girl for ask a girl to a dance, and have them say yes. Those lofty goals were actually because I saw a movie, my uh, junior year, and that movie, appropriately enough, was Ten Things I Hate About You, based on Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare. <laughs> and that taught me that grand romantic gestures sometimes work, and it also taught me that proms didn't seem as terrifying as I thought they would. So I made it my goal this next coming senior year to get kissed and to ask a girl to a dance. I didn't think it would really work until the last day of my junior year. That's when a friend of a friend came up and said, hey, you know that girl, Aubrey? She's, she like likes you. And this blew me away, because I had a group of friends. We were like a clique. We weren't like a dating clique. We didn't, you know, do that. We would basically, we, they were the friends that would finish your choose-your-own-adventure novel that you were writing. And Aubrey wasn't part of the choose-your-own-adventure clique, so this, this kind of blew me away, but I was excited, and I was like, wow, you know, she's pretty smart. She's in all those science classes that I'm not in. I hope uh, maybe our schedules will cross next year. And this lady's like, yeah, you should, uh, you should check out that allied health thing. She's doing that. First three periods of the day at the high school, at the hospital. And then uh, that's through Christmas break. And then you can take your senior late arrival. And I ran last day of school to the guidance counselor's office. And I was like, I would like to sign up for allied health. <laughs> and they were like, really? And I was like, yes. And they were like, OK. So that's how I signed up for Allied Health, where I would be shadowing different hospital departments at the local hospital all the way up through Christmas break without really any math or science training. But I was doing it in the name of love, which is why I was the only senior at the bus stop that first day of school on one side of the street while all the underclassmen were on the other. And while they waited for their big bus, I got this absurdly small bus coming to pick me up to take me to the hospital. But I was doing it in the name of love, and I was happy to do it, because I knew Aubrey would be on that bus. She was so beautiful. She had this re the red hair. She had... Oh, it, it was amazing. She was so brilliant at science, but she was so sweet to everybody. And uh, I, I was definitely smitten, to say the least. So I got her an extra notebook that first day when the bus finally, finally came, and I slid across the aisle, and we started talking, and we started bonding, and that eight to 10 minutes every day 
through the end of Christmas was eight to ten minutes I always cherished. So that first day, we get to the hospital, and I want to lead the way. I want to show people I am here, and I, I'm here for a reason. So I am darting ahead. I'm talking a mile a minute, and I face plant into the electric sliding doors that are supposed to slide open. <laughs> Turns out the janitors uh, like to play a little trick and disabled them when they saw interns or students coming on their first day. So I don't even have to touch my nose to realize I have a bloody nose. My first day. So all these other students, these six of us, they're laughing, but Aubrey springs into action. And before I know it, I have an ice pack on my nose and her hands on my back for the first time ever. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, this is going better than I expected. This is, this is wonderful. So, you know, it, it was a bloody nose that was worth it. <laughs> so, pretty soon these, these shadowing experiences started, and my, my first one was physical therapy. Now, I, I didn't know how these would go, and I was kind of nervous, but you know, I, I was also confident, and I had to display confidence. So, I was with this physical therapist, and they were doing rehab for patients who had just had cardiac arrest, heart attacks, whatever. And, this physical therapist was like, how about you help with uh, Danny? I was like, all right. Danny's this old dude. Old. And he's like, here's this medicine ball, you know? And I, I am not the type of person that has ever picked up a medicine ball, so I didn't realize that medicine balls are very heavy. So I don't want to hurt this guy. So I just gently roll the medicine ball to Danny. And Danny picks up the medicine ball and chucks it at my head, and he's like, come on, skinny, guns, like kisses his arm. And I was like, oh my, and while this ball is coming at me, I duck and it hits the physical therapist. <laughs> so for the rest of that, that shattering experience, I was just literally a shadow in the background. Next up was radiology. This guy totally did not want a shadow. So I, I tried to stay out of the way, but then I tried to make conversation. So he's looking at an x-ray, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, we're at his desk. And I was hey, remember that time in The Fugitive when Harrison Ford just held the x-ray up to the light without, like, a machine, and he saved that guy's life? Wasn't that awesome? And he's like, what? And he turns around and just spills his coffee all over the place and just glared at me for the last two days. So I was also a shadow there. But I really did start to love this hospital and my friends because they were so passionate about science. They loved medicine. They loved the ER. They were volunteering extra time. They were volunteering with people on dialysis. They really wanted to be in medicine, and I didn't, had no idea what I wanted to be. So it was pretty, pretty cool to be around these people, but I also I kind of felt like an outsider. But it was okay, because my concentration was on Aubrey, and we were still bonding. Now we were bonding over Dawson's Creek, and we were bonding over Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we had some quality bonding there. Now, word got around that I was cursed. So while... <laughs> I can only assume I was that important at this hospital. Now, so my friends would be doing internships at the ER, and they decided that I would be beneficial to uh, have an internship with HR. <laughs> away from all patients. So my, I had a, a four-day shadowing experience with human resources. 
And the goal of human resources is to get the schedule done on a bi-weekly basis. And I was with Lois, and I love Lois. Lois was the sweetest woman ever. She gave me self-confidence. She was like, you're, you're great, you should find a passion. And I was like, so I told her about Aubrey. That was my passion. <laughs> She's like, she'd be lucky to have you. You should go to the Holly Hop together. You should, we should set a date. So we set a date. That date was November 14th. And that, so she had you know, five weeks to prepare once she said yes. So it was two weeks from that day, November 14th, we were gonna ask, we, I, you know, Lois was in my corner. We were gonna ask Aubrey to the Holly Hop. And I was, I was just so excited preparing for that day, and Lois helped, because Lois, the first thing she told me is she works one day a week, and she pretends to be busy for four, and these were not her, these were not her work day. So we had a lot of time to prepare. <laughs> so, I prepared, I, you know, I, I got a haircut, I brushed my teeth, and I always brush my teeth, but more often. So, I was so, so ready. So, no, November 14th comes, and I have this really nice shirt on, and I have a tie on, and I get on the bus that morning, and Aubrey's like, hey, nice tie, and I was like, thank you, and I was like, all right, that's a good sign. And I really needed it to be a good sign, because I was so confident I'd already put down a limo deposit, so, yeah, thanks. So, <laughs> so that day we, we toured the cardiac ward, and they want a, a volunteer. And that, they need that volunteer to take their shirt off and get you know, hooked up to the EKG and you know, do a little running on a treadmill, and they can see heartbeat and everything. And I'm feeling my oats. This is going to be a good day. So I volunteer. And I, I de-layer, I, <laughs> I, I take all my layers off, down to, down to my skin. And it, the look on my classmates' face was just priceless. All of my classmates looked like they had, you know, oh my god, it's a specter. Like, we can't look. And it's like, no, it's not a specter, I just don't get in the sun much, thank you very much. But even Aubrey, even as sweet as she was, she wouldn't even look at me. So this four minutes on the treadmill passes, and I, you know, I layer up, and I still convince myself it's going to be okay. So we're on the bus back that night, and I look at her, and I'm like, Aubrey, would you go to the holly hop with me? And she's like, she winces, which is never a good sign when you just ask somebody out. And she's like, that's very sweet, but I feel like we're bus friends. Which is a phrase that has not left my head since, bus friends. Like, <laughs> But yeah, so we were best friends, so I knew that wasn't going to work out, but she was still sweet, and she said she'd try to find somebody else. And true to her, her word, the next day, she said, this girl Kelly, um, she, she might want to go with you, which, which was good, so I, I had a plan. You know, she talked me up, supposedly, so Kelly and I met by the gymnasium the next day when I pretended, like, she was coming out of the gym, and I was pretending to get a drink out of the vending machine for 10 minutes. <laughs> so that's... That's where I were, and I was like, hey, Kelly, and she, oh, yeah, you're David. And, you know, we were fringe friends from soccer, but she was a little too popular for me. So she was like, hey, that's really cool you're at the hospital. And I was like, yeah, I know. And she was like, those scrubs seem really comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, they are. She's like, I'd love a pair of those. And I'm like, all right. And I didn't know if scrubs were comfortable because I'd never had to wear them because I don't deal with patients. I deal with scheduling. But <laughs> the, next, the next shadowing experience I had the week of Thanksgiving was going to be surgery. So, I planned Scrubgate 
1999 to steal a pair of scrubs for this girl, Kelly. Before that, I had two other days of surgery, and surgery was fascinating, because I love that show ER. So I was like, all right, this is gonna be cool, and I could deal with patients again and see them, even though they were under. So the first surgery was a cataract surgery, which, yeah, I was like, I don't wanna get sick, so I'm gonna watch a replay of a Dawson's Creek episode in my head while this goes on. <laughs> and the second was um, an app, you know, somebody got their appendix removed, and that, that was fascinating. The third day, Scrubgate day, was amazing, because the day before, Kelly had let on that she was going to be volunteering with Key Club, the volunteer organization at school, and they were raising money for the soup kitchen. And the, soup, the, the fundraiser was they'd be selling roses. So Kelly would be selling roses in the cafeteria. All the money would go to the soup kitchen for Thanksgiving. Awesome. So it was, I was so excited because she said, anybody who bought a rose would get a kiss. And I was like, well, that's two things I can cross off my to-do list at once. So that day, the third day of surgery, I met Dr. Bates. Dr. Bates is amazing. Dr. Bates and I bonded over the fact that I said I wanted to go to Manhattan for school because he had gone there for his MD. And he didn't realize I wanted to go there for literature, but I wasn't going to let on. <laughs> Anyways, he was the coolest guy. He was doing an arthroscopic surgery, and two of my classmates were there. Uh, two people that wanted to be paramedics were there because it was a teaching hospital, and I was there. And other doctors, they would listen to classical music, or they would listen to no music at all when they were in surgery. He listened to 97 rock, classic rock. So here we are, and we're you know, preparing for surgery. And stuck in the middle with you by Steeler's Wheel comes on. And now, you know, when I, when I hear that song, I think of Reservoir Dogs, and I also think of that. So it, it, it's a very awkward song to hear during a surgery. But all of a sudden, I'm so fascinated that I realize that others have stepped out. My fellow students have stepped out. The param wannabe paramedics have stepped out. They didn't like the smell of burning flesh. And then they had, <laughs> they had to distance themselves. But I am fascinated. I am in this with this doctor. So time passes. And all of a sudden, I hear over the PA, David Russell to the lobby. And I was like, oh my god, I feel like a real doctor right now. <laughs> I'm being caged. And then, you know, but I stay through three pages, and then I realize I'm being paged because I missed my bus. <laughs> On Scrubgate day of all days, so I have to run three miles from the hospital with scrubs under my jacket to make it back to lunch to, to give Kelly her, her, you know, war prizes or whatever. So here I am, I'm running, and I barely make it. I barely make it, and I'm here. And... Kelly is, as she said she was, giving kisses to her friends on the soccer team and key club team. And I have my scrubs in one hand and I have the limo deposit I got back in the other that I'm gonna make a generous donation to key club. And I come up with these gifts and the entire senior class is at lunch. And Kelly's like, thank you so much. And I close my eyes because that's what they do on Dawson's Creek. And I, I'm ready to be kissed and she gives me a hug. And it's like a nice hug. It's not like an, like an ass out for Jesus hug. It's like a nice hug, but it's still a hug. And that's not what I was looking for. I was looking, I was looking for more. 
And by that point, I, I was done with, uh, with dances. And I just, I just was so happy that this, this shadowing experience was almost over because we only had a month left. So things were a little different after that. The bus wasn't as fun. Aubrey's smiles were more like half smiles. And the very last away from patient shadowing experience they gave me was the library, which was downstairs. Not really staffed, but they let me put all the journals in order. And I found that I loved it. I loved the organization, even though I felt nothing else in my life was organized. And I, I just loved, you know, possibly helping people someday with reference questions. And that always stuck in the back of my mind. So it, it was just one of those things where I was like, maybe one day, maybe one day. And eventually I did get that first kiss. And that first kiss was in a library. <laughs> when I surprised my girlfriend with frozen hot chocolate on Valentine's Day. And it was, it was sweet and it gave me butterflies. And then I went on and pursued a degree in library science. And when I walk into libraries today, I still get those butterflies. And it's not the type of butterflies that you could find or be diagnosed with in one of the medical books I see at the hospital, but I'm still thankful for them. Thank you. That was David Russell. David is a librarian, bookseller, and storyteller who was thankful to live in Georgia after spending 28 years in the Buffalo area. He hosts Stories on the Square on the fourth Sunday of every month at Kavarna. He won his first storytelling award at the age of nine and has been addicted ever since. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Parker, Ari Daniel, Christine Gentry, Skylar Bear, Shane Hanlon, Rosie Waldron, and Liz Neely. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional help from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to the Atlanta Shakespeare Tavern for hosting the show, to the Atlanta Science Festival for being amazing partners, and to Summer for arriving without waiting for any of that pesky spring weather. Thanks for listening. 